I think that's it's what it is. Me. That's the duck one. It's the robot. It's kind of, it sounds it sound like, like a, duck. a duck. It does. It sounds like a robotic duck. It doesn't sound like a robot at yeah. all. Yeah, I've never heard a robot sound like that at all. <laughs> but it, like, in the stock... Uh, Maybe like an Apple robot, I guess. Yeah. It says what robot. What if that was Steve Jobs' soul, like, crying out? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, they should have a Steve Jobs ringtone. Rest in peace Steve Jobs. Is Steve Jobs canceled? Um, I don't think he ever got canceled. Like, he didn't live long enough to, like, experience the cancel culture of things. He was, like, a genius. I read his uh, biography. Yeah. Shit was fire, but he was kind of an asshole. He was a major asshole. But he single-handedly changed the world, though. Yeah. Everybody has a fucking iPhone. Yeah, but sometimes I think, cuss. is it good? Yeah. Like, would we be better off without iPhones? Um, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. In some ways, yes, but I feel like it's allowed our communication to evolve to a different level because now I can directly face-to-face communicate with somebody in a different country. You know what I'm saying? Right. So even though I don't have any friends, well, I, have, I, get, I, know, I know people in different countries, but I don't have like any friends that I talk to in different countries through FaceTime. So even though I said that, it's like not benefiting me at all. Your your sister's Dude. not in England anymore. No, she's in Portland. Yeah, but when she was in uh, when she was in England, I got th- yeah. to use the benefit for her. Th- that time she was there. But but maybe uh, maybe our lives would be better if we lost. I mean, there's obviously the good of that in that, but maybe uh, I feel we like would we would l- still find something though. We would still find a replacement because mm-hmm. it's interesting. I saw not too long ago, or it was probably some years ago. I remember I was seeing a picture. And it was of, like, people in, like, the 1940s or 50s, right? And they were at, I think they were at, like, a concert or whatever, and everybody had, like, a camera out. Yeah. Like, everybody was taking, and it was, like, the like the original Kodak camera or whatever. Oh, yeah. But everybody's at this music show taking pictures, and it's like, we're doing the same thing, like, with just, you know, it was, like, the same thing as an iPhone taking pictures yeah. of, like, a concert, not being in it. You know, it was like the same thing. Right. So I feel like we would find a replacement if we didn't have it. Yeah. Because I feel like humans were addicted to, like, memories. Yeah. Because that's all life is, is a bunch of memories, right? And so we can capture these moments. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like it's the camera aspect that everybody loves. It's not even the phone aspect. Mm. It's the fact that we can capture moments and then share these moments. Oh, dude, that's what like, most people are doing on their phone is capturing their own Yeah, we don't even stuff. use our phones for phone stuff anymore. No. We use our phones for... Instagram and, and Twitter. Yeah. And beefing with people and being woke. It really is funny that it's called a phone, but it's not even, it's not, even not the main anymore. purpose it's, anymore. It's a freaking machine. Yeah. It's a supercomputer. It's just, because if you would have shown, like, if you would have said, like, in, because I was born in 93, so I, I remember, like, the, I remember the 90s, like, somewhat yeah. or whatever. Right. And, like, in 99, you. Six-year-old Jordan. Six-year-old Jordan was, like. <laughs> What's even a phone? Like, what's yeah. text messaging and stuff? Yeah. And then 10 years later, mm-hmm. 20 years later, we have, like, literally access to every bit of information that's on the Internet right. in our pockets. Yeah. I still feel like it was a uh, – the amount of usage back then was just – you know, like the camera thing, right? Like yeah. at the concert, they'd take one maybe or two. Yeah. But pe- some people have their phones out. Like they're recording like every song. Yeah, it's weird. Like it's weird to go to like a concert or even 
a live performance type of event yeah. and people were like recording the entire thing because first i like wonder like what do you do with the footage because i know like yeah. when i was like i first had a cell phone that had a camera and stuff when i was a teenager i was recording stuff but i never did anything at all with like these pictures from this like kid cuddy show or whatever right you know i never did anything nobody ever saw them i probably looked at them three times after the fact that i took them yeah it's strange to me and there's better ones out there like especially with all these festivals they're all being professionally recorded so yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna get the you're not best gonna get a better angle. quality yeah. photo than yeah. the photographer that's getting paid two thousand right. dollars to be here I mean, really, what you should be record just taking pictures of yourself. Like those, those are the only memories that are worth. Yeah. Especially when you look back at like parents, like old like photo albums and stuff, and they're yeah. just like, they'll have like a picture of like a, a scenery or something, or like, dude, you'll see people taking pictures of like the Mona Lisa at a museum yeah. or something. Like, what is that for? Like, it's yeah. already it's already out there. Yeah, it's strange. Take a selfie with the Mona Lisa. Yeah, and that, that's interesting because I went to like I went to Europe before COVID popped off and everything. And I remember my older sister was like, "Oh, take pictures," and I was like, "I mean, I'm gonna take like a few photos, but I'm trying like I've never been to Europe and these like I'm in in Rome and there's two thousand year old mm. buildings everywhere. You know, yeah. I, I'm not trying to be on my phone. Yeah, taking this because it's like I'm I'm here right now. Like I don't need to. And it's not like I'm going to go through my, for me personally, I'm not going to go through my phone and be looking at the pictures of the Coliseum on my phone and be like, oh, that was cool. Yeah. You know, that, that's yeah. that's not what I'm I'm going to do. But I'm always going to have the memory of, of oh, I was at the Coliseum. Yeah. And I was at, you know, like Via Quintilian, you know, deep cut for Roman heads out there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So what sort of things, if it's not like a photo of, what you saw what what sort of things do you think are worth capturing i feel like my niece because she's a baby <laughs> and babies are growing fast you yeah. know babies grow so fast but yeah. i i feel like interesting things like i for me like when when i was going through europe whatever like the dope artwork yeah. i saw that i'm not going to be able to google oh, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that stuff. that you can't yeah. find on the internet you know like right so, something that is on this particular block in this street in london or whatever yeah you know I'll, I'll take photos of stuff like that but the general thing that i could literally google to see i'm right. not going to take a photo of right. i'm going to enjoy the moment of being there and the the energy of it but i'm not going to take a photo because i i don't need a photo i don't need a photo of it this, right. this is something they have documentaries you know like i don't need but certain stuff that like doesn't get talked about it's like okay i'll right because nobody knows nobody talks about this nobody knows about this yeah really no like photos or 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 video or certain stuff you know yeah i'm 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 weird about about certain things no i get you and yeah it's the people that you go with so you take a picture of your niece in in front of the eiffel tower or something that'd be yeah cool. that's yeah. something to hold on to maybe yeah and everybody has like the generic it's, it's interesting to see whenever you go to something that's considered like a tourist city or whatever and you see this like people doing the same exact like photo in front the same exact right. pose yeah 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 it's it's strange to me because it's oh we're just all 
Yeah. You know, but like I, I, I want to go and do the, the alt version of, of something. Right. You know, yeah. like I went to Paris and I, w I was, I decided that my number one thing would be to go to Jim Morrison's gravesite because mm. nobody talks about that. I didn't. And know he's was. he's in the same grave as I think. Uh, it may be wrong, but Oscar Wilde, I think some some legendary yeah. poet. He's okay. in the same gravesite with, which was dope. Yeah. Dope as fuck to me, you know. And I took a, a drunk selfie in front of the Eiffel Tower that's really low quality and everything. <laughs> but everybody, like, goes to the, the, the back lawn of it and does the, you know, yeah, all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and more power to you. More power to you, but I don't know. It's, yeah, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. I mean, we got those things even in Austin. There's certain, like, walls. Yeah, the I love so, you like, so much. Right, and, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's cool. That's cool. Whatever. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah, but it's it's weird. I feel like Instagram made stuff weird because right, you see, yeah, yeah. like everybody with the same, essentially the same exact like type of stuff on their yeah. IG or whatever, and not, nothing against that either. But I see Instagram as like another stage to perform on, mm. to a degree, you know. And so I want it to be, because I just see everything from like a performance like yeah. rp stamp standpoint or yeah. whatever and so i see my my instagram in particular as oh people come here to be like oh this is something different this is something cool this is something right. like unique you know this isn't the the starbucks selfie like yeah type stuff or you know pictures of me eating pho or whatever yeah you know i, I try to keep just a like oh this is another stage for me to perform on so how can yeah. i make this something unique for people to enjoy or whatever and right 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 yeah yeah and express yourself in some yeah because like social way. media c like can guilt can fuck with your head man i because I, I i realized that i was like sabotaging myself because i was subconsciously comparing myself to other people oh, yeah. on social media. and it's just a highlight reel and it's and I was like, "What? Well, this is stupid for me to be doing because this is yeah. everybody's highlight reel. And I'm just stressing myself out from doing this in this moment and stuff. It's interesting yeah. how, like, the, I mean, my relationship with social media, which that was just a weird-ass thing I just said, relationship yeah. with social media. It does feel like a relationship, though. You're like, man, uh, this bitch shit. IG getting on my nerves today, son. Yeah. But it's interesting what, like, Instagram specifically, like, it started off as, like, a photography app. It was yeah. just for photographers. And I always think it's interesting how it started off, people were taking pictures, and it was, like, uh, an insight into what you're viewing. And then at some point it flipped to every, almost every picture on Instagram on someone's profile now, for the most part, is pictures that somebody else took of them. Yeah. So it's, like... It's not through it's your not lens. You, it's everybody yeah. else pointing back at you, which is interesting. And I'm guilty of that as oh, well. Oh, I'm super guilty of it. That's but my it's just interesting. Page. And sometimes I I, I want to flip it around and be like, uh, not just pointing back at me, but and you do a great job of this, but pointing at other people. Yeah. What are you seeing that you're a fan of? And instead of just oh me me me, let me promote this. Check yeah. me out. You do a great job of uh, saying, "Hey, check out this comic. This guy's yeah. my friend. He's hilarious. thank you." Yeah, man. Like, cause that's the thing with, with comedy. That that's the beauty of stories, though, is because like, okay, I can have my main stage production on my Instagram page, my main page or whatever. But on my story, oh, I can, like, yeah, promote more of my stuff. You, it's expected because it's me. But I can also 
like tell people about people I think are dope. Yeah. Because that's what I that's that's the biggest thing for me is community mm. with stuff. Um and especially like in this thing we do called comedy cuz it's we're we're the we're the outcast of outcasts, you mm. know? Um because like I I studied theater in college and I felt like an outcast amongst a bunch of theater kids and they're all weirdos. bunch of weirdos, you know? Yeah. But I even felt ostracized and like a loner even amongst like the ultra weirdo yeah you know (laughs) but honestly actors are annoying to be around it's it's just annoying to be around but i I believe in the comedians in austin texas like a lot there's so much like talent out here yeah you're bro you're one of like the first like comics i was like that dude's fucking dope oh thank you dude yeah 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 thanks Um, that means a lot yeah for real man it's like i I'm not like too cool for anything or anybody. Like I'm not yeah. too cool to support. I'm not too cool to like post somebody on my page to let other people know because I mean, you know as as comedians like we'll have we'll be booked on shows like that you'll be booked on a show and I'll be booked on a show, a different show the same night or whatever. Yeah. But you know, if somebody's wants to go to like something else, it's like, "Oh, I don't even give a fuck if it's on the same night as my show. Like, support comedy, yeah. you know, support the comedians out here because yeah. we're, we're, a, this is a whole like moment that's happening. I feel like in, in entertainment history right now in Austin, which is tight. I feel yeah. like in 10 years, people are going to talk about, like, yo, you remember what happened in Austin in mm. the early 2020s and stuff with comedy and how all this talent, migrated out here and even like the the bigger comics they're supporting the the comics coming up in the scene yeah for sure you know and so it's it's a rare opportunity because i I started in la and that was not happening in la and Uh, there wasn't this type of camaraderie in the la scene like Mm. there is in the austin scene there was dope comics in in la and i met a bunch of like i met one in particular like dope group of people uh, that were comedians in LA called Goon Squad. You know uh, Victor Martinez Jr. Mm-hmm. He was he's a part of their oh, okay, group out so. in LA. Yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. I met him. Uh, he used nice. to run this sketchy mic in uh, LA called the Garage Mic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind a Food for Less, and it would be it would start at like 11:30 p.m. midnight, go until 3 a.m. Anywhere between 30 to 50 people would show up, and maybe five people would watch. Damn. actually watch comedy yeah. and everybody else is in this alley barbecuing doing drugs fighting all types of <laughs> shit it was a wild time but yeah. it was like one of the hardest mics too in la because nobody was there to like watch comedy. it was a mic but nobody was there to really support yeah. the comedians that were performing but if you could get their attention and get everybody to shut up it was kind of like oh i'm doing something kind of yeah because it was like they're not there to laugh at you at all they're not there to they don't care about you but right. yeah so la's like scene didn't doesn't have near as much like camaraderie and community it feels like as yeah. the austin scene does everything's more spread out out there too yeah like the mics are all spread out the the stages are more spread there's more like places to perform to a degree but at the same time, you got to drive 45 minutes in this direction and then another 30 minutes, yeah. you know, west and then 30 minutes east. Uh-huh. And it's just a lot. In Austin, in downtown, in a, a six-mile radius, there's there's 
seven comedy clubs. Right. And then you got Cap City about to open up at the Domain. You got the Roma Room, which holds it down. Yeah. It's dope, man, what's happening. Joe Rogan's supposed to open a club. Yeah, he's supposed to open a club. That's going to – I feel like that's going to elevate everything to a whole different level. For sure. Because I feel like that will attract more bigger comics to Austin more often. Yeah. You know, because they already like bigger comics come through the city. Yeah. But I feel like once Joe Rogan's club opens up, it's going to attract that type of energy more often. Mm-hmm. And it'll probably give a lot more opportunities for the comics coming up in the Austin scene, too. Yeah. Dude, it is a crazy time. It's like how uh, I was just thinking you made me think like. You know, every other scene, art scenes around the world or whatever, it's like a gradual thing. But like when else can you think of like just like at the snap of a finger almost like and it wasn't that quick, but just everybody rushing to a place like at once. Yeah, that's you know? usually it's like, a you know, but with COVID and with everything, all the uh, elements that um, made it happen the way that it yeah. did it's it's like a very unique situation it's extremely unique and I, i'm from texas i lived in i've lived in central texas from 2011 to 2015 in san marcos yeah and then i moved to austin from 2016 to 2017 so i'm familiar with this area and this this has never happened in austin ever yeah. this is the first time anything like this has happened to the city yeah and it's like known as the music capital or whatever, but I feel like comedy has overtaken the popularity yeah. uh, of the music in the city. Right. Because there's still music shows and stuff like that that goes on, but comedy's happening every night yeah. and good comedy shows too, not right. just mediocre comedy shows. Like people are producing fire comedy shows mm-hmm. out here. Yeah. On a consistent basis. Right. Yeah. And it, never like completely stopped it's just a little i mean yeah comedy uh it's different it's harder to organize a band and get shows running in that yeah element. all you need is a microphone mic. some speakers and that's really it hell yeah you know some lights if you want to feel special but you don't even need that um can i offer you a beverage yeah hell yeah i have uh I got some options. Oh, swag. I got, uh, do you drink caffeine? No, I can't handle caffeine. I have a heart attack. Okay, these are my non-caffeinated options. All right, sweet. I have two sparkling waters, strawberry and lime, lemon lime Waterloo. I have two beers. Oh, yeah. One is, uh. Let me get that honey citrus blonde. All right. I've been thinking about blonde beers. And so that was a sign from the universe. All right. I like how you pulled out the non-alcoholic ones first. And then you're like, but then I have, what are you going to drink? I'm not going to open mine to you. Choose yours. I'm going to have uh, some caffeine. A sweet. Cheers to that. Celsius. It's uh, over the top. Uh. Um. Yep, that's what I expected it to taste like. Delicious. Blonde ale with honey and orange peel. Hell yeah. I think I eventually want to like brew beer. That I, I, I think about stuff I want to do after 
I get 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 this comedy money, mm. get these comedy bags, and I really want to jump in to brewing beer, but also the cannabis industry, like mm. grow, you know, grow weed. That'd be tight. Have my like my own strain. Yeah, that'd be dope. It's a it's a crazy booming business in every state that legalizes recreation recreationally or medically their economy always booms the state's economy always booms yeah so what is the what is the fucking thinking of not doing it it's at this point i don't know because so many states are legal lives like even mississippi mississippi is medically legal Florida's medically legal. Southern states that you wouldn't expect to become legal have become legal, you know? And so at this point, I feel like with the states that aren't, hint, Texas. Yeah. It's... it's What's the argument? I don't even I don't know, know what the argument is. I don't know. See, like in, in Houston, they decriminalized uh, cannabis because I want to say in 2016, the city of Houston spent something like... 26 million dollars on like we uh like fines or whatever and stuff. yeah they spent a lot of money and so the governor of houston she was like no we're not we're not doing that anymore this is ridiculous yeah. and so there's a certain city like it's decriminalized out here in austin too oh, okay. so there's cities that are like no nah, we're good but it comes down to i guess the bigger people in yeah texas government stuff that right like but it, everybody's economy does so good after yeah. it, that's that's the thing i don't get it literally helps out it, like when illinois legalized recreational cannabis they sold out the entire state sold out of weed in in under like 36 hours something crazy yeah I don't know. Maybe it's like the circles I run in, but I always just feel like, like I don't come across people who are anti uh, making weed legal. Like I can't yeah. imagine like a, you know, I, I guess it's conservative. Even older people now, yeah, they're like, no, nah, it's is what? Yeah, maybe it's the. I think the same thing about like abortion too. Like I, I mean, and not to get crazy or political yeah. on here but i just don't come across people who are and maybe people keep it to themselves i yeah. don't know I, f- I feel like that's more that's less in cities though well i mean more so in cities you meet people that are okay with things like abortion and stuff but yeah, yeah. i feel like with things like abortion you go to like these really rural like really country towns in texas yeah it's they're like not nah. because it's it's just like they don't they don't get out of they're a little right. small. Yeah. And, and what people don't realize also, like, Texas is huge. Yeah. And we have the big cities like Dallas, Houston, Austin, San Antonio. Um, I guess you can consider El Paso a big city in Texas, but it's not really that There's big. a shit ton in between. Yeah. And everything in between is these small, like, it takes, if you were to drive to Denver, Colorado from Austin, it would take you nine hours to get out of Texas. Damn. And it's only... A 13-hour drive. 
11 hour drive yeah that's wild it takes you nine hours to get out of texas the state is crazy huge yeah. and so majority of texas is these small rural towns and yeah. that's actually that's why that's why i feel like not to get political but that's why texas is usually red because it's a small rural town because you look at like the voting maps of stuff mm-hmm. it's always the bigger cities end up being like the blue yeah and then all the rest of texas is red yeah. but if you look at the counties in dallas uh, Travis County out here in Austin, uh, Harris and Houston, it's always blue. Mm. But everything around, yeah, everything around is red. And that's the majority right. of Texas, so it's... Yeah. But even redneck, redneck smoke weed, though. Uh-huh. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I know so many old conservative, like, white people that smoke weed. Right. It's... that I, I, I don't understand that. Yeah. Cause it's not we we've we've already like done the science to come to the conclusion that oh it's not crack right this is not meth <laughs> this is not heroin yeah it's not even alcohol it's not in, alcohol in terms of danger yeah you know like alcohol is much more damaging to society way than more damaging weed I don't feel like anybody has ever like. Smoked a blunt and decided to beat his wife and kids. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like there's somebody's probably drank a forty and decided yeah. to beat his wife and kids. But yeah. I don't feel like anybody's ever like smoked a blunt and be like, "Yeah, now I'm angry. Now I'm about to yeah punch my seven year old in the forehead." <laughs> they might have thought about it, but they're like, "Yeah, you're too far." Yeah, no, they're in the other <laughs> room right now. <laughs> I'm Man, pretty I comfy. Like, I don't feel like dealing with you right now. You know what? I love you. <laughs> yeah, shit. Man, I just, uh, I never really uh, did weed, did the weed or did the pot. Did the weed? Or, yeah. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. I never really did the weed. Yeah, I never. Ex- That's hilarious. That makes it sound like a monster. Like, this <laughs> makes it sound like one singular monster. Uh, pot just, is my favorite way to, nobody says yeah. pot anymore. Pot's a weird, pot. pot's weird. Like, <laughs> certain, when people say pot, I just like. Yeah. It's that's strange to me. That's a strange reference. Or dope. Dope. Yeah, dope sounds like <laughs> like smack like crack or something. Dope sounds It sounds yeah it's laced with PCP or well, something. Yeah, because doping is like that, that dope fiends. Right. Yeah. Like it's associated with other drugs. I like ca- I like using the word cannabis. It sounds very clean mm. and professional. It sounds like oh Yeah, it sounds legit. Because sometimes if you use like, oh I'm smoking weed, people are like, oh, oh. Right. like oh I'm I'm partaking in cannabis consumption yeah so i i never really experimented with pot but now i've been smoking dope and uh <laughs> no i haven't been smoking dope but i had a couple edibles a couple times now yeah. i don't like edibles they don't yeah. hit me they it's don't waste hit- the money for me oh really yeah it's interesting it's wild the i've first, heard of that before i think i think it's my i have a really high metabolism mm. i don't know, you seem to have a high metabolism too did, yeah did, did, did they like sometimes hit they you? hit and sometimes they don't yeah they it's generally no for me mm. i remember the first time i went to denver it was 2014 yeah 24, no 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 it was 2016 2016 and my homie and i we get to denver we're like oh we're hitting the dispensaries getting mad edibles i'm because i was like oh these are dispensary edibles i know these shit's about to slap yeah and i went in i ate probably like 300 milligrams 350 milligrams like I was just like oh. 350 milligrams yeah of THC and I was just like oh man that was kind of a waste oh uh, yeah 
Because they they say get, the recommended dosage is ten milligrams. Yeah. Yeah. So I I get mixed up between THC and CBD. Yeah. So CBD is what's legal in all fifty states, and right. I I'm, I'm, I don't have time for CBD. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for THC. THC is what gives you the psychoactive. Uh, yeah. Experience, but like some people, I have a really high tolerance for. That's a lot. Cannabis, yeah. Because the first time I had uh, pot, <laughs> the first it's time like I did a rolodex of what to call it, <laughs> rolling through your the head. The first time I did the weed, um, yeah, I uh, I had twenty milligrams edibles, and it shot me to the moon. I was like, really? Yeah. yeah. See, it <laughs> it fucked me up. It it. I remember I had a show, and I was helping my friend record some stuff. And he gave me six 25-milligram gummy bears. And I was just like, doop, doop, doop. Damn, Didn't feel gummies. anything. Damn. I was like, oh, this performance is about to be tight. It was a regular mm. yeah, performance. I'd rather just smoke a joint. I'd, I'm a classic man. Yeah, I'd rather just have, like, a joint. Yeah. It's easier. It gets to the point. And it's smooth. It's It's casual. It's social, you know? Yeah. Edibles you just eat. And then you're like, well, I'm going to wait till these shits hit me. If they do... You know? Yeah, it's weird, and that, and that's I don't that's that's the new that's the new age stuff like I don't, the new age smoking cannabis consumption. I'd rather just smoke a joint. I try not to smoke blunts too much because I try to stay away from tobacco. Yeah, but yeah, just a joint or I have a bubbler. Call it watermelon sugar. Shout out to Harry Styles. <laughs> real fucking OG, bro. Uh, I fuck shit. with Harry Styles. You fuck with Harry Styles? No, nah, dude. Did you listen to his album? Uh, I heard watermelon hard. sugar, but that's about it. Watermelon sugar's cool hard. Song. Adore you is hard. Golden's hard. Those are really like the only three songs I really rocked with. But them shits were hard enough to be like, yo, I fucks with Harry Styles. Yeah, I'm sure it's good. I think I just hate on him a little bit because it's just like. He's just got it all, you know. He does. But he's fire with it though. That's the thing. He's smooth like I feel like all those one direction dudes have it all, but Harry Styles, he's like Well yeah, he's, he's taking it dude. to the next level. Yeah. But he uh Yeah, I don't know. I, I also I also look at his style and the way he's like is and maybe this is me being kind of a dick, but I just he seems like a uh fuck what's his name uh, mick jagger ripoff to me like he's just like a mick mean. jagger ripoff mixed with like david bowie kind of and he's just kind of like i don't know i don't always get the most authentic vibes from him i get that and it, i get and that it's cool that he he's expresses his uh his uh feminine energy and stuff but yeah and and I I might even cut this shit out because I I feel bad just saying, <laughs> but there's part of me that looks at it and I'm just like is he just doing this because everybody like he gets so much praise every time he yeah. dresses up as who do you just dress up as Dorothy from oh, I didn't uh, know that or like he'll like wear a dress or something like that and I just in the past it was edgy but but in his circle it's yeah it's it's just so supportive like a lot of stuff seems know. sort of force now and which is like no if you want to do your thing do your thing right or whatever but some some stuff doesn't always seem like the most authentic like oh you yeah. i don't feel like you're actually doing this because you want to do this i feel like 
you're doing it because you have this platform yeah and maybe it is your decision making maybe it isn't but right you know trying to make a point mm-hmm. but i don't know i have no basis for this either yeah it could all be completely authentic uh but there's just part of me that's like i don't know piss some people off if you're a rock star a yeah but maybe i don't know maybe that does piss some but then people again off. look at look at prince right because prince was wearing high heels and thongs and had his ass out on yeah. snl all types of like wild shit but he had like mad women like prince was right yo the the bee is attracted to the honey beer bro that's crazy there's a bee out here attracted to this honey beer fuck don't fucking sting me you dick but but Prince, you could tell, like, oh, this is, like, oh, just fuck. authentic for you. I oh, feel does like, he want this? I don't know oh, what he wants. he's coming for me, dog. He's oh, coming. he's at you now. I think he's gone. <laughs> oh, shit. That was wild. Is he, he came and tried to get a sip of this honey beer. Dude, he if was I like, get... yo, my, my, my cousins helped make that beer, bro. <laughs> yeah. You need to pay it forward. Oh, he's still there. He's on my tail, dude. If I get stung on camera, I'm going to cry, like, oh. no tomorrow. Um, He's going to die. Oh, he's so, here, dude. What so, do I do? Do I smash if, him? No. Oh, that's not a bee. That's a wasp. Yeah, this is going to oh, fuck, fuck me up, dude. I got Yeah, wasps my... a little... They can, they can fuck you up, man. All right. Wasps can get these hands. Catch this fade real quick. You can catch this aura real quick, fam. All right, thank But you. see what I'm saying is like, like, like Prince, when he did it, it was edgy. There wasn't... Yeah. It was like, oh shit, he's fucking... But now I, I just feel like Harry Styles is... He's just doing what's been done. Yeah. But maybe so that's who just would who you, he is. Who would you consider now as somebody that's edgy? Somebody that's doing something that's that's edgy. I don't know. You know what? I could, I could be talking out of my ass because it depends what circles you look at. Well, like Lil Nas X, he gets... That's edgy. He's that's, edgy. He's... He's edgy. Yeah. That's legitimate edge. Like, that's... I don't feel... I've never considered Harry Styles edgy. I've, I've considered more of, like, the... The, the like... Just the British... I don't know. The British lover boy pop yeah. rock yeah. star. Yeah. To a degree. I consider Young Thug edgy. I don't even listen to Young Thug's music, but I consider him edgy. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. So, so yeah. Like, like Young Thug. Uh, Lil Nas X is definitely probably the edgiest. Right. Right well, now, though. Yeah. Well, a lot he of gave us- Satan a lap dance, which is hilarious, <laughs> bro. That shit is fire. Yeah. Shit is so dope because, not to get on a religion tip, but shit, I guess Here we, we are. Go off. But Satan only exists in Christianity. Satan doesn't even exist in Satanism. Satan is Satanists don't believe are you a Satanist? in Satan. I'm not a Satanist, Probably. but I've I've read the Satanic Bible in parts. Yeah. Or whatever. But yeah, the only people that believe in Satan is Christians. Mm. Which is funny because they're like, Oh, this is blasphemy, but to who? You know? Because nobody the only there's only one religion that believes in this red horned right. person named Satan named the devil. Mm-hmm. And so for him, and that's like the biggest religion in the world, mm-hmm. you know, it's top three with, I think it's Christianity and then, uh, I think Buddhism and then Taoism, Taoism, I think are the three largest. Oh, really? Yeah. Islam's got to be up there. Right? Yeah. I think Islam's up there. Um, but yeah, you gave a lap dance to Satan and you know what you were doing. Yeah. 
Like you knew what you were doing. And he knew that it was going to upset just the world. Just with like everything else that he's been doing. Yeah. Like literally all of his moves have been calculated ways to piss off <laughs> like middle America. Yeah. That's edginess. It is. Uh and especially, you know, being gay within rap is a very new thing. Yeah. Like that's I mean, who's who's been a gay rapper before him? Kevin Abstract. Kevin Abstract. Kevin Abstract. Yeah. Tyler the Creator. Some or well, nobody really queer. knows. Yeah, like, he's, yeah it's, but he's yeah. got songs. About, whatever. I mean, who, Frank Ocean. But yeah. he was he's more R and B. But he yeah. like would rap in, on on tracks and stuff. But even like Frank Ocean coming out was like a big thing. That was a huge thing. That was around Channel Orange. Yeah, I was on Tumblr when I found because he released it on Tumblr. Right. He released the post yeah. on Tumblr. And all these things. I mean, maybe you know. They're not even people coming out as gay or whatever. Like, like Frank Ocean just shared a story yeah. about someone he loved that was yeah. a guy. But um, and that's a, that's another weird thing too because culture, like society, American society, seems so obsessed with everybody's life. Who's fucking who? Mm-hmm. Who's marrying who? It's so weird to me that yeah. people are excited about Travis Barker and one of these Kardashian chicks. Like, yeah getting married or something it's so weird to me that people get excited about these things because it's i feel like relationships are like personal Mm. you know and then because being famous and and sharing like your oh these famous people are getting married together oh we're so happy for them it's strange to me because i could understand family and friends being happy but you're just somebody on twitter that saw this retweet from tmz or whatever well, that's what makes me go back to what we were talking about earlier when it's like, in some ways, like, we're too connect, like, the ability to be connected to everything. It's like, there's yeah. some things that we're better off not being connected to. Yeah. Like, Damn, when callbacks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like. That's if, true. That's that's true. In some sense. But everybody sense, wants right. people. It seems like people want people to be connected to them. Yeah. The amount of people that. I'm associated with or linked with through Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook or whatever that I don't actually know, but I know so much about them is mm. ridiculous. And I, I actually found myself looking, almost watching one one chick in particular, one one lady in particular. I caught myself almost reading her post as if I was like watching a Netflix series or something. I was mm. like, oh shit, what's going to happen on the next episode? It's like a reality yeah, show. Yeah, and it's like I, I <laughs> and I feel like I should not know that this yeah. chick's ex-boyfriend burned a cigarette on her hand. I shouldn't know this about her. I've never yeah. really had a conversation <laughs> like a personable conversation with this person, but yet I know that her ex-boyfriend burned a cigarette on her hand because she just wrote about it and put it on. Right. You know, and I just know that her new baby daddy left out on her and her son. Yeah. I don't know this person. (laughs) I don't know you, Camille, but I know too much about you. I feel like people, like, want people in. Yeah. I don't. I'm, I don't. I I don't want people in on my, Mm. like, personal like life and well this is super meta because we're recording a podcast yeah. right now and i'm like yeah should, well, d- should anybody know about yeah. this right now <laughs> like what the i, fuck I are feel we like doing? that's that's different because it's like oh we're having an open forum conversation yeah. you know we just we've opened the table up for a natural conversation versus me putting writing this you know six paragraph caption on my instagram post about how hmm. like my 
so and so is divorcing so and so and then yeah, my yeah my cousin got shot or whatever and th- this is what i'm going through in my life and it's like such a hard time mm. and another thing bro i'm about to go in another go in, thing baby. It, this this gets my nerves because life gets hard right like life gets hard for people yeah you know it's it's almost an inevitable thing unless you're just fed a complete like silver spoon but Still, your life will get hard in a different way. Yeah, even there. It's, yeah, it's even like there. delayed hardness. Yeah, yeah, it's a different type of hardness. But life gets hard. And the thing that bothers me that I see a lot is people will do a GoFundMe to get their bills paid or something. Mm. And I can understand a GoFundMe if you're you know, wanting to do a passion project and you need this amount of money to get this stuff to get this like made. Or, you know... Yeah. Somebody in your family just just died and you need, you know, money to help cover funeral costs and stuff like that. Stuff like that, I completely understand. Start a GoFundMe. Get your money. But if you just need help on your bills, like, look, why are we doing a GoFund? Like, we all, like, are trying to pay our bills and stuff. Yeah. And that's just, like, a responsibility that we decided to take on as soon as we signed a lease yeah. to some place. Right. We knew, oh, we got bills to pay right so when people do on social media gofundmes because to get their electric bill paid stuff like that bothers i don't know it just there's a fish over there it bothers me man yeah. it's it's they hop out sometimes i don't know i i don't know if i've even seen that maybe i have but what's the uh i've seen it what's the lot. description what do people how do they defend it it's it's literally always like oh this month has been hard on me yeah. Do, 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 I need extra money. I've seen people start GoFundMes because, oh, I can't afford to feed my cat. I need, like, money to to buy cat food. I need money to pay yeah. for my electricity, Damn. and then I need money. I've seen people do GoFundMes because they didn't have enough money to Uber around the city because they don't have a car. And stuff like that is just so, like, yeah. I don't know, like, Figure it like I, I didn't have like I don't really like I don't have like a fallback and I don't have anybody like really helping me out like that. I've been like on my own on my own legit for like how old am I? I'm 28. Yeah, probably like seven years. You know, like I've been self-sufficient completely like for like seven years or whatever. Yeah. And so it got hard i used to live in my car in la and stuff i used i was struggling struggling but i figured it out you know and so i don't feel like and i never was nobody knew i lived in a car either i never was like oh i live in a car oh what was me i need some help it was just yo i gotta figure this out right you know yeah that's part of the uh struggle especially if you know if you want to be an artist or something like that i mean that's that's like the sacrifice you make, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, everyone would be an artist if you could just get money handed to you and we're just free to create yeah. art. Like, part of the the hard part that's about it is... That's the thing about yeah. art, though, is there's only a handful of artists that were rich before becoming, right. like, successful in their art, yeah. successful in their music, successful in their comedy. There's only a handful of them. Mm. Adam Levine, head ass. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, he was, he's a rich boy. That just was like, oh okay, I'm rich. Wasn't and, his dad something or his yeah, his, for something yeah, his dad did some some big shit, but he's from like Brentwood or something. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. He's from nice California, but yeah, I, I feel like that's what makes art connect with people is mm-hmm. the pain within the shit, is the struggle within the stuff. Yeah, because how many, how much art 
and how much music and how many movies and TV shows and even comedians and specials and stuff are really majority all around happy and positive. Even the happiest of people. Like, if you look at a, a comedian like Ron Funches, he always talks about being a joy warrior and stuff. Yeah. But if you watch his special Giggle Fit, like, there's some things that, oh, this is actually pretty sad. There's, oh, this is pain. You Like, you struggled. Like, you yeah. struggled with multiple things, you know? But we're laughing at it. It's bringing us joy. You're a joy warrior because you've had so much pain. You've had so much struggle. So, oh, yeah. You know? Dude, yeah, a lot of the nicest people and animals went through some tough shit. Yeah. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you know? Like, the sweetest dog sometimes. We used to have rescue animals. We used to know. just only have res- rescue dogs and stuff. That's, yeah. We never bought, like, dog branded. We always had rescue dogs that would... We had a dog named Sadie. She was a Borzoe. She was fast as fuck. This bitch was fast, bro. She... I remember they were trying to chase... We had, there was twins. It was Sadie and Prince. And Prince was stupid. Prince got shot. Prince... <laughs> shit. Yeah, Rest it was some peace. country shit. It's some country shit. Prince got shot, though, because he was a, a very aggressive dog. But they were tra- chasing this dog, and they were going 25 miles per hour in a truck. And this dog was still going faster. Like... Boys always are crazy fast, but we had a dog named Sadie, and she was an abused dog. And if you, if my dad would ever talk above a certain octave, like she would pee on herself. Oh damn! Yeah, but eventually she finally was able to become a very loving dog. Yeah. Because of the pain, bro. You're right. Animals, or they just become super aggressive. Yeah. And probably get put down. Yeah. Because of their aggression. Right. I'm not saying they're supposed to. I'm not supporting putting yeah. down dogs. I'm not right. saying that. But I had to look at the camera, so they knew I was sincere. <laughs> <laughs> That's people, too. It's, it's interesting how people respond differently to different uh, forms of treatment. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, people that haven't really, like, had to, to, to struggle, really, they can be dicks. Yeah. They can be assholes. Right. I, I Valley Park at a very fancy hotel. I'm not going to say the name. But I Valley Park at a very fancy hotel. And there's, there's like some billionaires that live at this residence or whatever. And there's multimillionaires that are always coming through. They're always famous people always sliding mm. through or whatever. And they're assholes. Yeah. But they tip well. <laughs> but they're dicks. But they pay well. So it's, I don't know, it's, for, in that aspect, around. in that aspect, it's like, oh, okay, it's not that bad, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a bummer when, like, like, you want to think that super successful people, um, are good yeah. people, and that shitty people don't achieve what they want to, but it's not always the case. It's frustrating sometimes when you're like. This guy sucks, but he's really good at what he does. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's not fair. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I want to be really good at what I do, but I don't want to be a dick. Yeah. I don't want to step on people's toes. I don't want to try to one-up anybody. I don't want to crabs in a bucket mentality anybody. Like, I want to be really good, but then also be very humble and very... Because I was raised in the boonies. I was raised on a ranch mm. in Sherman, Texas. Like, I have a bunch of cousins and shit that were addicted to meth. And mm. Majority of the people in Sherman, Texas are probably on meth. And so I come from very humble beginnings. So I, I feel like, okay, if I 
get to a level where I'm like just huge or whatever, I don't want to be a dick to people and start being an asshole to people because then it just makes you look fucking terrible. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, what's the end goal of any of this? What is, what's the reason to do anything? Yeah. Is it to get rich? Is it to get happy? Is it to look cool? Is it to look yeah. successful? Is it to be remembered as, what, what's the goal of anything? I feel like for me, for me, for comedy, as long as I can get my bills paid, eat whatever I want, and smoke as much weed as I want, everything else after that is an incentive. Right. Like my bills are paid, I can eat really good food and smoke really good weed, and I'm doing all this just from telling jokes on stage. Every night, everything else is an incentive, you know? And that's not to say like I don't wanna see how far I can take this ship and see you know how far out there I can blast off, right? Because why not? You know, eventually I'm gonna die, so I might as well do some really unique, rare, dope shit while I'm here. Yeah. And so I want to see how far I can take it, and I'm definitely going to push the limits of it. But as long as like I don't have to worry about bills or food or weed, like um, everything else is I'm I'm cool with everything else. I know, isn't that the dream? Yeah. Just to be like, ah man, it sucks feeling like. Uh, Like, it's just a hobby. Or people from the outside view it as yeah. a hobby. Like, I want to be, you know, I don't know. I, I, I stopped allowing people to, like, talk to me like that, though. Because mm. I've noticed, I mean, you know this, when you tell somebody who doesn't do comedy or whatever, who is not a comedian, oh, I'm a comedian, they always say, oh, you're a comedian, tell me a joke. Yeah. I started charging people. <laughs> I told people, if you want me to tell you a joke, I, I'll charge you $10 a joke. Yeah. Some dude actually Venmoed me. Really? So I told him a joke. I said, Venmo <laughs> me and I will tell you a joke. That's hilarious. Yeah, because you wouldn't, if somebody told you, oh, I'm a chef, you wouldn't be like, cook me a steak right now. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody told you, I'm a brain surgeon, perform brain surgery right now. Yeah, that's I mean, You wouldn't do that yeah. at all. You would look like a fucking dick if you did that. And you sound like a dick when you do it to comedians. Oh, you're a comedian? Tell me a joke right now. This is a job, okay? This is... Yeah. You know, this is a full-time job for me. Like, I work, I feel like I have two jobs. I work in the morning from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., five days a week. And then seven days a week, 5 p.m. to fucking 1 a.m., I'm out doing comedy things. Yeah. You know? And that's how I treat it. So, it's, I don't allow people to, to shit on my, because I'm not, I'm not shitting on your job. Yeah. You know? And so, I, I don't allow people to do that shit to me at all. If you want to hear a joke, you have to pay me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I like that. Yeah. How does it feel? How does it feel uh, right now doing comedy, working your day job and, like, grinding it out? Um, it hard? honestly feels great because, yeah. like, my day job doesn't stress me. I just valet park rich people's cars. Like, mm. I, I drove, like, two Bentleys yesterday. I mean, yeah. She was player. And I made, like, like 2.15 just from parking cars, just in tips and stuff. It's cool. I'm off at 3 p.m., but I told my job straight up. Like, yo, I'm a in the interview, I'm a comedian. I can't work evenings ever. And they're like, okay. And they try to do that thing where they were slick, like, oh, are you sure you can't work? Like, no, I can't. 3 p.m., y'all don't know me. I don't, <laughs> I'm not responsible for anything in this vicinity anymore. After 3 p.m., every day, I'm done. Do not contact me. I'm not working extra. I'm not working any less. 40 hours, boom, boom, boom. I'm good. And then, 
I usually take a nap after I get off, and then I'm out performing comedy, networking, hanging with comedians and shit until fucking 1 a.m. And it's it's a routine. It's become routine now. Now it just feels like, oh, this is just my cycle yeah. of existence. And it works, man. It's it's a good balance for me because yeah. I'm, I'm making enough money to pay all the shit I need to pay or whatever, so I'm not stressed about money. Uh, but also I don't have something where I'm like, oh, I got to ask off tonight to do this yeah. show or, oh, I don't know if I can do this because I got to work tonight. Yeah. I don't have that stress because I'm the type, I'll leave a job. Like, I, I don't care. Like, yeah, yeah. I, this job means nothing to me. Y'all right. are literally just so I can pay my bills. Yeah. But I won't allow a job to get in the way of what I'm really like hustling for and doing this stuff. And yeah, that's smart. Yeah, because it's, because with with jobs and stuff, man, these you're replaceable. No matter how good you are with every company that you don't own, you know, or you don't have some type of executive like order in, really, like you're replaceable. Yeah. And I, I realized that with the pandemic, because I used to tour uh, the country, emceeing dance competitions, and then the pandemic happened, and all my shows got canceled. Damn. And it was like, oh shit, none of this shit is promised at all. You know, and so then that just switched my mindset up as, as, oh, I'm one, I'm replaceable. And two, this like this having a job isn't a safety net mm. because just like that, it can be taken away from you without. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it, you know, so I'd rather put like the energy forth towards my own thing so I can work for myself off of doing something that like I love and I just happen just so happen to be good at. Yeah. Too, you know. Like, it's dope. Man, this month I made my rent money off of comedy. Damn. It's fucking dope. First time this happened. I, I hope it happens in November, but October it fucking happened. And That's I'm like, cool. oh, shit. Okay, I'm Congrats, doing dude. something. Thank you, man. That It was crazy. I was like, whoa, I made my rent money off of jokes. Yeah. Um. You said you said you happened to be good at it. Were you good when you first started? Fuck no. Oh, okay. It was terrible. Yeah. I've always been funny. I, right. I just recently got good at stand-up, though. Damn. Like I've, I've I was a funny kid. Like I can legitimately say, like I was a, I was a funny kid. And like I've always been the person who's making people laugh and shit. Cause I can't, I can't do small talk with people. I don't. Yeah. Like I don't watch sports. Like I can't small talk about sports. I can't small talk about what who married who. Like I I, I my brain does not yeah. care about any of that type of shit at all. You don't like to talk shit. I love talking shit. I love talking shit. That's what I grew up on. That's that's another reason why I feel like I'm good at comedy is because like like talking shit is my family's love language. Yeah. That's just what we did growing up or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I f- I forgot the initial question. Oh, just were you good at first? Oh no, fuck no. Not not okay. when I first started. I started in L.A. and I was terrible. I got beat the fuck up in L.A. Got torn up by the the audiences out there. Yeah. Because, like, the comedy scene isn't that supportive. Like, there is only a few comedians that were, like, legitimately, like, a helping hand mm. that, you know, would give me advice and, like, kind of give me reassurance yeah. on, on things. But I was – I didn't get good at stand-up until I came back to Austin. I came back out to Austin in July. Because I, I did – I lived in Atlanta for a little bit. Cause I started doing stand up again in June. Yeah, I stopped for like a year and a half to do uh, dance hosting. Uh, no, just a uh, pandemic. Because so I started doing 
I started taking comedy serious in May of 2019. Yeah. And then I was performing like every every night or whatever up until October. And then I went to New York uh, to work the Bryan Park Holiday Market for this independent glasses company I was working with. And so I was so busy with them, I didn't have time to perform at all in New York. And then... I went to Europe for like three weeks, got back to the States, started performing stand-up and touring again. And then a month later, the pandemic happened. Yeah. And so then I didn't perform from like February 2020 until June 2021. Then I performed twice in Atlanta. Did not like Atlanta at all. Hmm. Was tired of acting stuff. Atlanta stand-up or Atlanta in general? Atlanta in general. And the stand-up. The stand-up scene was weird out there. It seemed there. It seemed to be like a lot of bitterness amongst the comedians out there, which didn't seem like a good energy to really be able to thrive in. Mm-hmm. And I saw that comedy was popping off in Austin. And I was like, oh, I have... Majority of my friends live in Austin already. And I, I fuck with the city heavy. I've always liked the city. Yeah. And, yeah, I saw that you could perform out here every night multiple times a night and I was like oh shit that's exactly what I need right now so I jumped out here and then when I got out here I feel like that's when I started getting good at stand-up because I just got beat up so bad in LA and then kind of taking the year and a half off of not performing and just kind of writing jokes and visualizing shit I don't know uh kind of in a way like I was subconsciously forming my my act and stuff Mm. and but now like being in austin since we get getting here in july i've probably performed at least like 250 times Mm. because i'm out every night yeah generally at least like three times a night yeah and yeah it's it's made me such a way stronger performer way more confident performer too yeah because it used to be I still get nerves to a degree, but not how I used to. Mm. And now it's like, oh, this just feels like second nature to me. Like being on stage and performing just feels like walking and and, and talking at at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, you make me want to perform more and I'm always like, fuck, I don't perform enough. But I just I mostly find myself getting nervous now more like. I just get insecure about not writing enough and like doing the same jokes in front of yeah. Like, Me too. That's like why. Shitty mics. That's because my writing process, like I don't sit down and write shit. Yeah. I. I'll be just taking a shower, or I'll be walking, or I'll be driving, and an idea will come to me, hmm. and I'll put it in my notes, my Google Keep notes on my phone, and I'll write on stage. I write majority of my jokes while I'm on stage. Hmm. I'll just have like a premise or an idea of something. And then I'll take it to an open mic and always like audio or video record it and just see if I can come up with something on yeah. stage. I, I don't I don't allow myself to really go by any type of structure. I don't know how to write a joke. Yeah. I don't I feel like I have one joke. Yeah. I probably have twenty five minutes to thirty minutes of material. I feel like I have one actual joke <laughs> joke within Dude, I feel like that all too. that, you know? Yeah. But I just, I, I, I'm not afraid to fail on stage either. Yeah, maybe I'm too afraid to fail. Yeah, because it's like, 
there's always I feel like there's always going to be a stage for yeah. you to perform on, and all these stages like none of these people matter. They yeah. matter, but they don't at the same time. Yeah, you know, and so, and I look at everything as we all are going to take a shit and we're all going to die. Right. You know, we all shit and we all die. Yeah. So that kind of blocks off the this kind of like weird veil that we can have up of like oh these people are looking because they're judging you the entire time that's yeah. all comedy is is we get on stage to be judged right and that can kind of be a lot and kind of fuck with your head and yeah. stuff well and a lot of times it's not even real judgment you place judgment on yourself in somebody else's eyes you're like oh that person looking at me yeah. this way they <laughs> yeah. fucking hate me or they think i'm yeah but that's because comedy is a weird art too yeah. you're, you're you just get on stage and you feel the dead space yeah you know, and that's that that can be a weird thing for people to experience because supposedly the average person only sees five stand only goes to five stand up comedy shows in their lifetime. Yeah, I believe that. You know, that's and so it's a weird thing for a lot of people. Like I feel like comedy clubs are intimidating for yeah the average human because there's a lot of people that have never. We'll never step foot in a comedy club, an actual comedy club, comedy club. Yeah. It's a weird kind of like, oh, dirty, that's dirty, that's underground, you know, that's very risque right. type type energy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, normal people laugh at different shit than comedians. Way different shit. It's, but it can it's be just s- a different perspective. When you have a crowd that just wants to laugh, though... It doesn't matter what the fuck you say. Yeah. And it just feels good. Like, yeah. That's, I've, I've been working on crowd work a lot these mm. past like three weeks and working on bringing the crowd in and making them feel like they're on stage with me. Yeah. And that shit has been creating like some of the most fun I've had on stage because I, I used to try to ignore the audience. Yeah. Almost where like I wasn't, like I would handle a heckler, but. If people would, like, do something, I would just kind of, like, look past it. Yeah. And I started calling, like, little shit out. And it's just been fucking. It's yeah. been working so well. Because now people are like, oh, he, I'm involved with the joke now. Like, right. now I'm a part of the show or whatever. And, and it feels real. And, yeah. it, like, like, if you're just doing your routine straightforward, it can feel rehearsed maybe. Yeah. But if, Very robotic. if you just do one little something, then it's like, oh, maybe this all was just off the top of the Yeah, you know, yeah, you know? yeah. That's the thing. Like people love this like spontaneity and yeah. love feeling like, oh, you're just talking to us. Right. You're not even performing right now. You're just talking to us like you're our friend. That that's how I try to view every audience is, oh, these are just my best friends yeah. sitting here and I'm just talking shit. Like this is I'm just going in on whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, and then working on, oh, they said this, I'm about to jump on that real quick for a second. And maybe it can turn into a 30 second, 40 second bit, or maybe it's just a quick three second, like boom. And then back on, back on track with, with the written shit. I wanted to talk about your, uh, YouTube show a little. Oh, the lonely Lonely black Black Dude? dude. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. At, uh, we're actually working. Uh, part two is written. We shot like a teaser. Yeah. Um, it's just scheduling with people gets to be complicated. But yeah. part one, it's it's like autobiographical. Is mostly about when I lived in San Marcos when I was in college, and it started off as I just wrote something. Yeah. And 
my one of my best friends, uh, this dude named BJ, aka Shelly Nix. He's fucking dope. Uh, I was just like, yo, man, I wrote this script. I don't know. We can shoot it and see what happens. And we shot it, and it ended up being way better than we thought. Mm. And so then I was like, damn, that was actually that was my first time writing something and shooting it and producing it or whatever, and yeah. seeing it go from paper to screen. And I thought that shit was cool as fuck. It is cool as fuck. Yeah. And so then I wrote six more episodes and we just shot it in a day. I was living in LA. We, sh- we So we shot the, the teaser thing yeah. called Road to Nowhere. And then I moved to LA like literally two weeks after we did it. And then a year later, I came back to Texas for like a week, two weeks. And we just shot it in one day. Everybody was free on this one day, and we started at like nine a.m. Oh, the whole, wait, the first season was all in one day. All in one day. Damn. We started at like nine a.m. and we finally ended probably around one thirty a.m. That's really cool. Yeah, and yeah, we just did it, and it ended up actually being way better than we thought it would be. Yeah, and. But I was living in L.A. at the time, and so I started writing, like, part two and started writing, like, different scripts or whatever. But shooting in L.A., you have to have permits for stuff, and it's so hard to to shoot in areas in L.A. because everybody wants a fucking permit. But in Texas, you don't need a permit. You can just guerrilla warfare stuff. Yeah, I was wondering, like, you in the convenience store and... We literally... Like you just and this is what it. we're going to do when we uh, need to use a public place for the next stuff we shoot. We literally just told them we're college kids. Oh, yeah. And we were shooting uh, for our final thesis project. Yeah. We're shooting a short film for our final thesis project. Boom, boom, boom. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, for, for sure. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, we used a convenience store. We used a restaurant. We used uh, a store. thrift store. Yeah, thrift a clothing store. store. Um, but part two, I, 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 it was fun because I feel like I broke a lot of rules that you're not supposed to do mm. in like, like film stuff. Like I broke the fourth wall, the main character, Lex, he doesn't talk to anybody really, mm. um, except for the girl at the end. Like people talk to him, but he doesn't communicate with anybody the entire mm. thing. Like I, I, I got inspired by Atlanta yeah um a lot and how it's little small things that donald glover will do in atlanta they're just very obscure and weird and it either goes with it or it doesn't go with the story at all but it's just there and it works somehow yeah and i I like stuff like that because we've seen everything already you know we've seen yeah all types of everything already multiple times and so i was like okay what how can i make it weird how can i make it a little different how can i make it kind of feel almost like a fever dream to a degree yeah and kind of make it seem like is any of this happening or at all you know to a degree and that's why i'm excited about part two because i feel like my writing got better and since we already did part one we kind of already like know how to make stuff. we've made different uh shorts that weren't lonely black dude um since like releasing the first uh part uh, but I'm super excited about this second part because it, it gets more strange. It introduces like some some different characters that, and kind of a different level to this character Lex uh, because he's very just he's very in his head. He's very to himself.
Damn. I, I many, think that's actually true. How many more obese people get killed and thrown in lakes, though? <laughs> like, you never see that on lawn. I've never seen an obese person, like, floating in the river Yeah. after dying. But that's I just, a good question. I think about the, uh, what's the, Baloo from uh, the Jungle Book floating down the river. He seems like he floats oh, yeah. easily. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Cause that's a whole bear. That was a cartoon bear, but <laughs> that'd be crazy though if you saw like a legit huge black bear just floating on its back down a river with a little like jungle boy <laughs> sitting on his stomach and shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing about uh, Texas. There's no real scary animals, are there? There's oh, no yeah. bear. Is there? What is it? They got brown bears out here. Really? They got bears out here. Uh, they have wild hogs, which are scary as fuck. You Not wanna, in Austin, though. But this is like probably close to Austin. They have wild oh, hogs. Oh, really? Yeah, like if you want to hide a body, bro. Real talk. <laughs> a you hog feed it to the hogs, bro. A hog will eat anything. Dang. A hog will eat whatever you put in front of it. It'll eat nails, <laughs> hair, teeth, eyes. It doesn't matter. Like a hog will eat anything. They really talk about that. They really say like, yo, if you really want to hide a body, <laughs> find where some wild hogs are. They will eat the entire body. Dang. Yeah, they're vicious fucks. Um, let's see. There's, yo, after, because uh, I, I think there's more tigers in Texas than there are in the wild. Oh, yeah, that's what I've heard. And I remember... I lived in the Houston area during Hurricane, was it Ike? I think Hurricane Ike. And Not Harvey? No, it wasn't Harvey. No, no, no. This was like, I was in high school. I was like 2010. But I remember when Hurricane Ike came over our house, somebody close had like some exotic animals that got out. So there was, oh, shit. It was a fucking cougar just lurking around the fucking neighborhood. Damn. For a few months, yeah, for like a month or some shit. It's kind of got cool. captured again. It's kind of cool to you, like, see a cougar in real life in your neighborhood, and you're like, no, nah, yeah. that's. I mean, that's the yeah that 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 might be worse than the drowning death. Is like I got yeah eaten by a cougar eaten by a cougar in Houston, Texas. There's a lot of danger. You got rattlesnakes. Rattlesnakes are scary oh, yeah. as fuck. They'll fuck you up. Snakes, snakes suck because they're hard to read. Bro. Snakes shows no emotion. They're just and bro, they have no legs and they can walk on water and climb trees. Yeah, I would get. That's what I'd be scared of: of if, water snake being yeah. in here. If there's anything that is the devil, I would say it's a snake. How do you move that swiftly but have no legs? Serpent. That's scary as fuck. Like a, a water moccasin, bro. It would be. On water, on top of the water, coming at us. Yeah. Like a water moccasin will get on its back tail and be like, they're aggressive little fuckers. They try to fuck you up. They'll chase you down. Dude, aren't there some snakes or lizards that like spit venom and shit? I think there's lizards that do that shit. There's one that they spit blood out their eye or something. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like a defense mechanism. It's not poisonous, but blood out the eye though, that's that's pretty gnarly. Imagine if, if humans could do that. Just we get when we get angry, we instead of <laughs> <laughs> we just shoot blood out of our eye. Yeah. yeah. Imagine like starting beef with somebody like that. Like, hey, bitch. Oh my god. Bloodied eye, you. Reptiles are the that's that's the devil's work. Every girls bleeding on each other. Would you bleed on somebody? Somebody was like really into it. 
It's like, yo, I'll pay you a thousand dollars to. Oh yeah, dude. To cut to cut your right here. Uh, I mean, I don't. Like, I would just be worried about getting hurt mostly. Like, I don't want to yeah. cause myself pain. I don't care about you get like putting yeah, the blood. No, on no, you. no. You That's you gotta cut me. your. You gotta bring pain to yourself yeah. and bleed out on shorty. I'm pretty because that's what they're into. I'm pretty weak when it comes to getting shots or any of that stuff. Yeah. When I would see in movies when they like cut their hand or what, yeah, what do they do? I don't. Why is that such a popular thing in movies? I've never had an that? instant where I've had to do that in my um, life. I think it's like when you're when you need to put like blood, like a witch is yeah. making a something, or they need some human blood. They like but they cut always their hand. cut it mad deep when you could really just yeah. poke your hand. You really could get the same effect by just going boop. And that would hurt, bro. I burned my hand with an iron yeah. one time, and that shit hurt for fucking months. Well, the hand's the worst spot to because you use your hands all the yeah. time. Like, if you have a paper cut, it like you can't oh, use your terrible. finger yeah. forever until it heals. Yeah. Uh, would you, Would you like, across the hand, if it was like a life or death situation, yo, you got to slice into your hand and bleed into this witch's cauldron. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody asked me a good question the other day and was like, okay, if you are walking next to some train tracks and you see a dog stuck on the train tracks and the train is coming, are you trying to save the, are you are you going to save the dog? Are you going to try to save the dog? You don't know if you're well, you're going to die, but you don't yeah. know that you're going to die. Yeah. You know. Um, this was on the Lonely Man's, right? Was that when they were talking about that? I think it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was listening to that. Yeah, yeah. They were talking about. Yeah, Ben. Shout out to uh, Ben and Holly. Yeah, Yeah, they. they, I I thought this was a really fucking good question. So now I'm stealing their question Uh, and bringing it bringing it to your podcast, which I'm on. I would, uh, I would do it, but I would dip out pretty early. Like I see the train coming, I'm trying to help, but I'm not cutting it close. Yeah. Okay. You're not cutting it close. So the dog's dying, possibly. Yeah. I just, dude. I think. Don't feel bad. Well, this might be a controversial <laughs> opinion, but I think most dogs kind of have shitty lives nowadays. Like, yeah. the way, like, dude, there's so many dogs that are just in people's apartments that are yeah, just like, that, bro, want I'd, to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, like how many dogs that got hit by cars are just committing suicide because yeah. they hate their own. I knew, I knew a terrible dog owner. That was gnarly. I think <laughs> that guy's dick is out. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> I like saw a pale white penis. That was fucking strange and a burp. Hey, don't brag. Burp and a pale whitey. <laughs> that was wow. Uh, I had a friend who was a terrible dog owner. He used to like get so mad at his dog for being a dog, yeah. and his dog was not trained at all. His dog was fucking terrible. His dog was so terrible. Yeah, and it would just have the worst diarrhea, and it would just like shit in its cage, but it would explode against the wall. Oh yeah. And then he'd be like, Bones, shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's like, bro, love your dog. Yeah. Take it on a walk. It, it wants some attention and playtime. Literally nobody has ever purposefully had explosive diarrhea. No. Like, that's, like, why would anybody yeah. want, like, the dog is probably like this I don't sucks. know, when you were a kid, you weren't, like, one of those weird boys that were like, I like when I take it, like, a giant, like, <laughs> shit. Yeah, but... But I could just take a shit. I don't need it to be awesome. explosive diarrhea. But when you I don't the, need the, runs. the rare time that you do get explosive diarrhea when you were a kid, you weren't like, oh, fuck yeah, it's going down. Uh, no, explosive diarrhea is garbage. Well, I think it's just panic up until then. 
Yeah. But but the afterwards you start floating a little bit. And yeah. You're like, ah. It's it's almost like you just got pulled so, out of the it, river. I don't know. It, sometimes it can be a, a relief, and sometimes yeah. it's just like Jesus fucking Christ, this is terrible. It's like I, ayahuasca. You yeah. went through some shit. Yeah. <laughs> done, have you done ayahuasca? Yeah. You did no, ayahuasca? Oh shit. I feel like nobody we know has done ayahuasca, right? Can because well. I, I, I feel know. like it's a rich thing to do. Like, you have to be rich. Yeah. Well, you... Yeah. To do it legit, you got to be rich. Because you have to go to, like, Peru or yeah, something, yeah. right? I mean, they have places where you can do it in, like, California. But I don't want to yeah. fucking do it with but people Chad always and say fucking, it, yeah. like, Humboldt County and shit. Like, I'm not, right. I'm not trying to do... I, I, I want to go to the jungle. I want a fucking teepee. Like, it must I, feel kind of scary, though, being in, like, a foreign country... Not speaking the language and you're doing, doing a two thousand year old drug <laughs> and it's tripping gotta be balls for a week straight. Yeah, that alone without the drugs, doing the the whole experience there is gonna yeah be an experience. Have you ever been in South America? Uh, no. I mean, no. Yeah, my sister lived in Costa Rica for like two months. Oh, really? And you went and visit? Uh, I didn't go visit. Uh. She was like. Yeah, it's cool, but living there for two months was not tight. Yeah. She was like, I never want to go camping because every night was camping out there. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, and she used to say, like, they would be walking and monkeys would be throwing shit at them. <laughs> and they'd be walking. All they eat is beans out there. She says she was to- so tired of beans when she she was done with Dang. the Costa Rica trip. Uh, there's all types of mad, dangerous, like, bugs and shit you got to watch out for out there, too. Yeah. Yeah, she was like, Costa Rica's not popping like okay. that. Mm. It's a very poor country, too. Like, it's very, like, yeah. poor, I think. I don't think they have a lot of money at all. And so, I'd like to visit, I think, but... Yeah, I'd want to visit, but... I think everywhere is worth visiting. Even if it's shitty. Like, sometimes I, you know, like, growing up in California getting out of it and visiting other places made me appreciate where I came from more. Like yeah. just getting perspective, like the things that I like about it and the things I don't. But, uh, I think it's good to just experience new places. Yeah. I feel like not enough people do that. Like I, where I'm from in Sherman, bro. So many people, I know so many people that were in like kindergarten together that are married together and have kids going Damn. through the same, like, exact same elementary school middle school that's crazy the same thing over and over it's just a cycle and that's scary to me like yeah i feel like if you never move out of your hometown or like travel it's like almost like never leaving your house Mm. you know it's almost or like almost like never leaving your room really yeah you know you just lock yourself in your room and like that's you think the world is like this and this is just what it is and nothing else is right like any different but when i went to i didn't start traveling until i was like 19 mm. that's when i went to new york for the first time and that shit blew my mind. have you been to new york uh briefly when i was like 14 or 13 yeah yeah new york is fucking go mind-boggling it's yeah. nuts yeah i loved it when i was yeah. a kid i remember it was yeah like, and i remember sh- going there for the first time like other than before going to new york when i was 19 i had only been to oklahoma and tennessee yeah i hadn't been anywhere else and those aren't like popping places really at all it's the same shit yeah but going to new york i was like (laughs) bro this is america like this is crazy that this is just in the united states chilling like casual dude we're really
Like we got like twenty countries in one, bro. Yeah, like in California, yeah. just the fact that you can either go to the desert, the mountains, or the beach right. all in the same day. Yeah, like that's nuts. Yeah. You can't do that in Europe. Like you can't do that type of shit in other other places in the yeah, world. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, like the geog the, the geography out in the U.S. is very slept on. I feel like yeah, like there's so much shit out there and then driving across the country yeah. a couple times like you're like whoa like there's a lot a lot a lot out here yeah sometimes i think that's maybe what makes like think people clash so much in the u.s partly is like you got one president for a dude who lives in the middle of montana as yeah. the same as the person who lives in new york city who yeah. lives in brooklyn you know it's like those are two completely fucking different lifestyles yeah, yeah. two that will never really understand each other at all yeah no matter like how hard they try like those yeah two types of lifestyles just two completely different worlds that was a close one. Oh, fish something just jumped yeah swamp monster swamp monster swamp monster yeah that's him but beneficial i think if both of the people you know did a wife swap or something like that and did a, <laughs> or did a you know position change or whatever that'd be weird imagine like <laughs> they did they just gather like half of the population of new york city and half of the population of probably these four weird midwestern small ass states yeah and then just made everybody switch lifestyles yeah crazy you probably have a lot more understanding of something like that or a lot more people or just like mad, angry New Yorkers in fucking Montana. Yeah. <laughs> just like yelling at each other, yelling at the trees and shit. New York is tight, but you can't get away from the noise. Yeah, that's I lived there for three months. It. Oh, really? And like, that shit drove me crazy. I also like didn't get a single day off and yeah. was selling glasses, like $600 glasses to fucking rich people. Yeah. Um, every single day for from October 31st until December 24th. Damn. Yeah, I didn't have a single day off, and that shit just drove me fucking nuts. Cause I would work from literally like 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. every night, and just dealing with like the holiday shitheads. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, and and the first half I stayed in Jersey City across the water, I'm um, across the bridge. And then the second half, I stayed on 96th Street in Manhattan. And it would just be like 3 o'clock in the morning and just sirens. Just Damn. fucking police sirens, fire truck sirens, ambulance sirens. You hear people yelling. You hear all types of shit at yeah. all hours. And it, it, it fucking drove me crazy. I, I was bet, like, yo, dude. I need some, like, I need quiet. Like, I need Same. not humans. Like, I need some trees. And you have Central Park, but you can still, like, See, like, the skyline and shit of New York. You never get away, Yeah, really. you never get away. <laughs> yeah. It's literally three hours to actually get away from humans That's in New York. That's it's, it's, it's too... I would love to go to New York and do comedy for, like, a few months, but I, I don't think I could live yeah. a full year in New York City. Like, it's just too much. It's yeah. way too much stimulation. dope ass like thing like they're calling austin the third coast which is crazy to think about dude i really think i mean uh 
yeah the way things are at least in like you know comedy like you got la new york and austin really yeah seems to be the third musketeer popping up yeah and like there's there's like studios out here um, yeah netflix too. and netflix shit. built a new one robert rodriguez has two studios out oh, okay. here uh there's a lot of tv shows and films and stuff getting made out here right now but that's been happening in austin like people don't know that like, you know the movie uh alita battle angel uh yeah uh, that was shot out here right yeah, yeah you were in it yeah i was in it yeah. i still haven't i watched it Plug. to see you in there it's a fire movie yeah. but yeah that was shot out here which is crazy to think about because that's fucking imax fox media light yeah. film or wait whatever. how did that come about you getting in that I so I lived in San Marcos and I used to skip class to go and do like background extra work for yeah. TV shows and I did that for like f- TV shows and movies and I did that for four years out here and then I saw something for oh Robert Rodriguez's new project is casting and I was like what the fuck Robert Rodriguez like, I definitely want to do a Rodriguez film yeah uh, so I just sent in for a general background and then literally two hours later one of the casting people called me up and we're like oh my god we love your look we love your hair that's the first thing she said she said yeah. we love your hair uh we want to bring you in for a fitting like, I don't what know about what, me though yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> what about do you love me uh i didn't know what none of the terminology meant here they're, you can have it yeah they're just like yo come in <laughs> at this time so i said all right cool yeah um i remember getting dressed jessica alba's costume from sin city was in the room with me and i was like let me try this on kind of fucking art. i <laughs> wanted to it's like damn I, I could pull these tights off my my bosom would look nice in these that's funny that they had that in there just yeah like it was very random flex man. or what yeah <laughs> i guess a robert rodriguez flex yeah but then yeah like i did the fitting or whatever and then next thing i know i'm on this fucking 200 million dollar film set and i'm so like they made me check in with background but then they took me to where like uh, principal uh, was that so that's like where the directors and main actors and shit are at uh, because I got a featured role in it so they I was deemed more important according to those people it's awesome yeah and so then next thing I know I'm like eating lunch watching Robert Rodriguez talk to fucking uh, uh, Mahershala Ali mm-hmm. or whatever and then James Cameron was there the first day I was there and he's just sitting over there Damn. casually eating yeah, and I'm just around these fucking killers, right? These fucking crazy. legends. Yeah, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Whatever. And, yeah, man, like, I got to be with, like, the lead actors uh, throughout the whole thing. Robert Rodriguez, I remember he came and talked to me personally uh, to give me direction. He was like, we're dealing with cyborgs. <laughs> we're dealing with cyborgs. And in my head, I was like, I don't know what the fuck this means, but Robert Rodriguez is telling me this, so I like, I gotta, I gotta know what's popping right now. We're dealing with fucking cyborgs, dog. Does he know it's a movie, or does he think this Bro, is real life? It was or? wild. I don't <laughs> think he knew that it was a movie. The way, like the way he would work was so interesting. So it's I only a documentary. Would, I only would see him whenever he was talking to like actors to give him like thing. He would just disappear whenever shit was happening, and then you just see him pop out yeah. of nowhere. And he wears all black all the time, so uh, you would really? just see him pop out of nowhere with 3D glasses on. And come and talk to people. Yeah, he wore 3D glasses the entire time. Was the movie in 3D? Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. It was shot in 3D. So I think he was like, he's like a, I know James Cameron is like a 3D like fiend or whatever. So he's yeah. like a stickler about it. Dang, we're back. Brace yourself. Dude, it's about to get dark. 
Hold on. Finish your uh, story. Hold uh, on. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was nuts. I shot for like two weeks, a week in November and a yeah. week in February. Um, and then after that, I was like, oh, I'm a fucking actor out here. I'm about to yeah. move to L.A. and become a superstar. Yeah. And then I did that. Didn't become a superstar. I realized I fucking hate being around actors because mm. they're just not fun humans to hang around, really. Um, I started doing comedy. <laughs> yeah. And here we are. Brought that shit back. Nico, this was fucking dope, bro. This was dope. This was fire. This is such a good conversation. Yeah, dude. I've enjoyed this a lot. Yeah, I hate that it got dark. I could have talked longer. Shit was mad organic. How do I uh, escape out of this? Hold um, Okay. Yeah, let me try to hold it. This is such a good idea for a podcast. Podcast on a boat.